Beyond Lumina, Episode 6, Wanted. Azik continually scanned the room for signs that someone was going to act on the bounty warning that was posted on every entertainment console. He didn't see any other Alliance soldiers, however, other than Bala. Azik quickly left the space in and headed for his Vector VX-7 grab bike. What in Lumina is going on here? He wondered. What could they have possibly posted a bounty for? His data transmitter, military issued, was disconnected. He felt instantly cut off from the outside world. He had no idea where he would go, so Tama was one of the worst places he could be as a wanted person of the Free World Alliance. And he would have no chance of getting a ship off-world now. Azik took off on his grab bike in the direction it was facing and didn't stop. He needed to think of something, but nothing made sense to him at the moment. When he looked behind him, he saw Bala pursuing him. Commander, come in, Bala said, a bit shaken by the surprise of Azik's bounty. Yes, Sergeant Rees, came the familiar voice of Sergeant Major Robin. Commander, she repeated, I've made contact with Lieutenant Zinn, as I reported earlier. However, I just discovered that the Alliance has placed a bounty on him. What should I do now regarding my mission? Yes, Sergeant, Robin started. I'm aware of the situation. And I've also informed Command that you are working undercover to keep track of him. Just continue what you are doing, and you will be safe from any repercussions. Stay with him. Help him with whatever he is after. Aye, Commander, Bala replied. She didn't need to ask what the bounty was for. She was quite sure she knew. Treason. She continued to follow Azik on her grab bike. The two of them traveled across a hemisphere of Sotama before Azik finally had enough. If I'm going to have any chance of escape, I need to get rid of her first. He came to a quick stop and jumped off his VX-7, immediately brandishing his concentrated plasma blade as Vala's grab bike sped toward him. Vala noticed the fiery blue blade early enough to avoid running directly into it, but Azik still connected with her grab bike, sending her spiraling into the air. Vala had to let the grab bike go as it crashed to the ground in a fiery heap. She was able to descend safely with her paracloak, but was still unnerved. Wait, please, she said. Azik stood ready to attack. You ought to know you can't take me in he said. No, I'm not trying to, she replied. I want to help you. Why would you possibly want to help me? Azik asked, very suspicious of her. Because I don't believe that you did anything wrong, she answered as earnestly as she could. I don't know much about you, but from what I do, I can tell you're a good person. I want to help clear your name. In a short time, Azik was fooled by ascendancy forces, and now this. He was running short on trust. What is to stop you from telling the Alliance everything I'm doing? Bala was about to make a big decision. Her conscience was somewhat availed by being able to ask Sergeant Major Robin about her orders earlier, but there was no returning from what she had to do now. She removed her trioptics, which held the Alliance's data transmitters, cutting herself off from the rest of the military, including Robin. There, she said. Now they won't know anything until you're ready to come forward. Azik couldn't argue with this act of faith, yet he was still skeptical. 
You don't even know me, he responded. I know enough, Bala answered, to know that you're not on the wrong side of things. I believe that you're out here looking for leads on your family and your people, and there can't be anything wrong about that. I heard about the stolen Alliance cruiser, but they also found a lot of Ascendancy soldiers at that outpost. Nobody in their right mind would really believe you meant any harm to the Alliance by whatever happened there. I certainly don't. So you have family here? Azik randomly mentioned at the strangest of times. Well, yes, Bala started. But according to your bioscan, Azik cut her off. You're from Rayayu. I am, Bala replied again. But I also have some family that moved here to Sotama. Not many, but some. It's certainly possible, Isaac thought. Many people moved around within the Free World Alliance, especially to Sotama. Then you would be able to get me transport off-planet, right? Yes, Bala answered. But it might take a little time, and a little trust on your part. Fine, Isaac finally said, then disengaged his concentrated plasma blade. Then get on, and tell me where we're going. Not good, Zario said, looking at the bounty on the entertainment console, as they sat at a space inn in Bright City. What should we do? Villainy asked disconcertedly. The others still aren't here, Crucian added. We have to wait for them, Zario answered, but we need to get out of here as soon as possible. He contacted Valanth. Hey, what's going on? I'm with the others, Valanth responded. But I can't convince Mecha to return. Tell her we're about to be wanted by the Alliance while we're on one of their core worlds, Zario replied. We're taking the ship to Lowtown. Meet us there immediately. Got it, Valance said. We'll be there soon. Now we need to go, Zario told Villainy and Usian. But why are we going to Lowtown? Villainy asked. Because, Zario said. The bounty update said Azik was seen there. In the midst of the confusion with the Tansorian Federation, the Royal Ascendancy has ruthlessly attacked the Federation world of Metezkar, leaving it in rubble. There has been no word from the Metezkar military as to what caused such devastating destruction, but many are already speculating that it may be in the class of super-ion weapons, known to be banned throughout the system. Whatever the cause, this once thriving planet has been reduced to nothing. Evacuation of the remaining inhabitants is already underway, as the atmosphere has been rendered unlivable. In this rotation, we mourn the loss of a world, along with millions of lives. The private stood at his guard post in shock, rubbing his hand against his pale forehead. He could not even begin to fathom the amount of life that was snuffed out so carelessly, and so instantly. He didn't know anybody from Metezkar but he was grieving for such a profound loss nonetheless. Most of all, though, he was fearing that it was only the beginning. He thought, what if that was just a test before they do the same to Tan and, he looked around, to Sor. He wanted to stop thinking about it, but the possibility was too real to dismiss it. He feared for his own life, certainly, but more so he feared for the lives of his family and his friends all of his loved ones and neighbors, and the other soldiers he served with. Everyone here could be gone just the same way. 
private. A voice came from somewhere nearby. Uh, yes, Sergeant. I can see you talking to yourself from here, his commander replied. We are going to have some ships arriving eventually. Refugee transports. Look sharp out there. Yes, of course, sir, the private responded. I'm prepared. But how long will they be safe here, he wondered. Okay, we're here, Vala said, as she and Azik arrived in the city of Strata, where Vala's family was. It's probably best if I go myself while you lay low somewhere. Azik agreed and parked the grab bike in a nearby alley, while Vala walked into a building. He figured if she was setting him up, it was better to be outside. But to further ensure he wasn't set up, he moved to a different location than where Vala left him, somewhere he could still scope the area to see what would happen. Vala was in the building for a long time before finally coming out and making her way to where she thought Azik was. He watched her as she got to the alley. She was, of course, surprised not to find him there, and looked around as though she were going to spot him leaving. Then she sat down there like she planned to wait for him to return. Well, she's not running off to contact anyone, Azik thought. That's a good sign. He decided to go back shortly after Vala returned and she stood up as he approached. There you are, she said. I thought you left me here. Where did you go? I thought the position was compromised, Isaac replied. So did you have any luck? Yes, Vala said. My relatives are able to lend us a ship, but they had to go to the hangar ahead of us to get it ready. It hasn't been used in a while. I'm in your debt then, Isaac said. So what will you do now? You've probably helped me as much as you should. If you're spotted with me, yours will be the next bounty they post. I'm staying with you, Vala answered. I'm not worried about that because I'm sure we will be able to clear your name. Do you even know what the bounty is for? Not the details, Vala answered again, but I know enough to know they're mistaken. Fine, Azik finally conceded, but I don't share your optimism, and I can't guarantee you'll make it out of this. I know, she said. But you need help, and I am all you have. After waiting a while in the alley, the two made their way to the hangar where the ship was docked. Azik walked a couple paces behind Vala and continued to watch for any sign that he was being led into a trap. But no trap was sprung, and they successfully made it to the hangar, and to the ship, which was a modestly sized civilian frigate, a ship that was smaller than a cruiser, and the most common for non-military use. Certainly an upgrade from the last one, Azik thought. As Azik and Vala began to prepare for takeoff, a couple dozen soldiers flooded the hangar and opened fire on the ship. I knew it, Azik thought. But Vala was surprised too. No, how did they know where we were? Quick off the ship, Azik said. They're going to destroy it. They hurried out the back, away from where the Alliance troops were, and took cover behind the ship. Got any other plans? he asked. No, I'm sorry, Vala said. I didn't think they would find us so quickly. Since the soldiers didn't seem at all concerned if she got caught in the crossfire, Azik finally had to admit she was probably telling the truth. Well, I'm glad you trusted me, even if it gets you killed, Azik replied. He was out of ideas, too. They didn't have a way out of the hangar other than the exit that was blocked by the Alliance or the ship they were currently blasting, 
which was already probably non-operational. Just then, Azik and Vala looked up to see another ship approaching the hangar bay quickly and landing dangerously close to them behind the ship the soldiers were targeting. It was the rickety ship from Ob. The hatch opened and plasma blasts came pouring out as Usi and Villainy stepped out of the ship. Looks like you could use some assistance, Villainy shouted over the fray. You guys again, Azik said, but he had to admit he couldn't be happier to see them. Hurry and get on, Philony instructed. We'll cover you. A quick glance of agreement and Azik and Vala made for the Obian ship. They got in and Philony and Usian followed. Well, it's good to see you again, Lieutenant, Zario said as they entered the bridge. Everyone on board? Good. He lifted the ship back off and they were quickly into the atmosphere. So, who's your friend? Zario asked Azik as they ascended. A sergeant from the Alliance, Vala Rees, Azik answered. It's a pleasure to meet you, Vala said to him. I'm in your debt for coming to save us. Likewise, Zarya replied, although it seems like strange company for a fugitive of the Alliance to keep. I trust her, Azik said. I'm still not sure about you, but I do appreciate the help. How did you know where I was, anyway? We knew you were in Lowtown, Villainy started. And so we went there and saw the mess of a grav bike you left. From there, I just tracked your grav bike's vapor trails with the tri-optics. The Alliance probably found us in a similar way, Azik thought. Well, thanks again, he repeated. Before the ship cleared the planet, however, it was shot by a defense tower from the ground, causing significant damage and nearly crippling it. Hold on, everyone, Zario said as he made a break for deep space. The battle-scarred ship rattled from exertion, but they were able to make it out of Sotama's local space. It didn't seem that the Alliance was able to scramble any of their ships quick enough to pursue them, either. I think we made it, Zario announced. Uh-oh, this isn't good, Villainy said, shattering that hope. Our energy capacitor has been hit. There's no way we're going to have enough to make it to another planet. We're basically stranded. You're right. That's not good, Zario repeated. Even if the Alliance doesn't find us, Azik said, this ship isn't built to sustain life for extended periods of time. We won't last long out here. How long do you think? Lucian asked. Well, Villainy interjected, based on my readings when the ship was operating normally, and with how many people are on board, we can probably make it a full universal rotation not much longer. Now you've doomed us all because you had to go back for him, Mecca said, still not happy with Azario, when you wouldn't go back for Hawk. She began to get up and leave the bridge. Enough, Mecca, Zario shouted. If you would stop running off and let me explain. We were all around enough conversations during our employment in the Ascendancy and saw enough go down to know that it's odd how easily we operated among the Alliance. And now, after we're turned on, Zin here has his own people put a bounty on his head. Something just doesn't add up, and I've had a really bad feeling ever since the asteroid. A feeling that we're in the middle of something big, and we should help, because we can't run anywhere. Mecca seemed to relax a little, but still walked away. With nothing else to do and spirits all but broken, the rest slowly trickled off to be on their own, leaving Azik and Zario on the bridge. We've spent quite a bit of time together, Azik started. 
but I really don't know anything at all about you and your crew. Though you were lying to me, so that's not surprising. Yeah, Zario answered. There's not much to say. We're all from Dalsine, and have known each other for a long time. But Dalsine is part of the Alliance, Asik said. So you really are traitors if you were working for the Ascendancy. We haven't been on Dalsine in a long time, Zario replied. We don't consider ourselves citizens. In fact, we don't consider ourselves citizens of anywhere. We had our ship, the one that's still in Animov. That was our home. So no, we aren't traitors, just mercenaries. We left Dalsan because of the Alliance, and we aren't fond of them. But we've realized even before being turned on that all the major powers are the same, just with different labels. They all do what they please without care for any consequences. A man stranded in deep space on a ship from an independent world who is with one of those major powers officers is not in a place to talk about consequences, Asik said. I didn't realize you had a sense of humor, Lieutenant, Zario came back. You chose an odd time to show it. Well, there's something about dying alongside someone, Asik said, that makes you feel closer to them. Yeah, Zario leaned back in his chair. Quite the shared experience. Bala laid on the bed in one of the ship's quarters. She had been crying. She was glad everyone started to go off on their own. It was a good cover for her own exit. She had been alone for quite some time now. She tried to get some sleep, but it was no use. She was terrified. She knew things would get a little hairy during this mission, but Robin told her she would be safe. Now she was stranded on a ship in deep space with no way to communicate with them. Her only hope now was that an aligned ship would find them drifting out here, but chances are they thought the ship escaped. Of all the ways to die, Bala thought, this is the worst. Cut off from everyone and everything out in the middle of space. Of course, only a fool like me dies this young in our system today. Anyone else can get cured of virtually anything and live well into their hundreds. But here I am risking my life out on this scrap heap. Was it worth it? I haven't even accomplished anything. Not just in my mission, but in my life. I was clearly not cut out to be an Alliance soldier. She thought of home, and all the people she would have said goodbye to if circumstances were different. Without her tri-optics, she was truly cut off out here in deep space. With the rest of the crew also on their own, there was utter silence. A death-like silence that is eerie any other time but unbearably morbid at a time like this. Bala continued to cry. But then, quite a while later, Zario's voice came over the ship's intercom. Hey, everyone come out on the bridge, hurry. After leaving Zario on the bridge, Azik found one of the empty quarters and sprawled out on the bed. I can't believe this is how it's going to end, he thought, done in by my own people, and with no idea why. He wasn't afraid to die. He faced that reality basically every day on the front lines. What he didn't get was why it had to be like this. The fact that my own people turned on me, does that mean my entire service has been for nothing? Isaac was also not one to be too sentimental about such things. 
but he did believe that everyone got one chance to make some impact in the world before they're gone for good, and it seemed that he may have been played the entire time. So much effort poured into becoming a lieutenant, he thought, just for this to happen. Talk about a meaningless life. This line of thought was running through Isaac's mind as he was fading in and out of sleep. Trust. He bolted awake, sitting up in his bed. He could have sworn someone had whispered in his ear. He even thought he felt it. Bala? He called, thinking maybe she was outside the room, but he didn't receive any reply. My imagination is running wild now, that's great. He tried to calm himself down and get back to sleep. As soon as he started to doze off again, however, he was startled once more by Zario's voice over the ship's intercom. Hey, everyone come out on the bridge. Hurry. You've really done it this time, Zario thought to himself, as he sat on the bridge alone, staring out of the viewport. Azik had just gone to try and get some rest. It was bad enough back on Tigus too. But now I've doomed all my friends and my sister, Zario thought again. He lightly jabbed his foot at the steering unit in front of him. Can't contact anyone, can't fix the damage, can't survive until we drift into another planet. Free will is a myth. But I guess I did choose to help Zin, and we did somewhat choose to be mercenaries, although the Alliance certainly helped guide us onto that path, and guided us right into a life basically on the run. Everyone we could contact for help is right here on this ship, drifting to their doom. I mean, where are we at this point? He took a look at the nav computer. Yeah, as I thought, we're just about to pass the absolute middle of nowhere. Zario sat back down at the helm and continued to gaze out of the viewport. I'm way too young for this. We're all way too young for this. But it would take a miracle to... He trailed off as he stared into the emptiness of space. It was not as empty as a moment ago. Zario thought he could make out something in the distance. A ship, perhaps. What, in Lumina? He rushed back over to the nav computer and watched for the signature of the incoming object. It is a ship, Zario thought, a small spring of hope beginning to well up inside him. What kind of ship, though? It doesn't look to be Ascendancy or Alliance. In fact, it doesn't look to belong to any Federation worlds either. Strange. He opened the ship's intercom and told the rest of the crew, Hey, everyone come out on the bridge. Hurry. Things got even stranger as the ship got closer, and Zarya realized it looked to be an even less elegant ship than their current one from Ob. What is that? He had never seen a ship like it before. He didn't even know if he could call it a ship, actually. For all he knew, it could just be a large mass of floating space debris. The others quickly made their way to the bridge, and were just as shocked as Zario when they saw the ship, which was now close enough to be noticed as they approached the bridge's viewport. Well, I don't know what to say, Azik said as he looked at the object. What kind of ship is that? Bala asked. She had only done a haphazard job of hiding the fact that she'd been crying most of this time. I've never seen one like it before, Isaac replied, but it's certainly not Ascendancy or Alliance. The ship was quite near at this point. Hello over there, came a voice over the comms. You look like you could use some help. 
Azik ran over to the command chair and opened communications with the other ship. Who are you? he asked. We're just a crew of salvagers, came the answer. We can get you aboard here and tow your ship to our world if you want. What world is that? Azik asked again. Castia. That's an ascendancy world, Azik told the group. I don't know about this, but they obviously don't seem military. And we probably won't have any other chance to get out of this. Well, they didn't lie about where they were from, Bala said. They seem like good people who just want to help. Why are you so willing to help us out? Azik persisted in questioning the other ship. Well, I don't know, the other voice said, as if they had not even considered the question until now. You just looked like you needed some help, and we were here to offer it. I don't know about this guy, Balance said. Zario disagreed. I think he sounds alright, and I agree we're not going to get this lucky twice. You might be a little surprised by our appearance, Azik said through the comms. I'm sure it will be quite alright, came the reply. You can see by our ship we are not much to look at ourselves. I don't think he got what I meant, but at least I warned him, Azik told the others, then returned to the comms. Then yes, we will gladly accept your help. Thank you, we're in your debt. Once the ship was near enough, they were able to attach docking ports and tow cables, and Azik and the others prepared to onboard. Be ready for anything, he told the crew. He led them through the docking port with Lucian and Zarya behind him. They got to the port hatch, and when it opened, the crew of the other ship was on the other side to meet them. A man in front, Azik presumed it was the man he had been talking to, had a look of bewilderment on his face when he saw Azik and the others. You're... you're from the Alliance? He asked, but obviously knew the answer, at least as it would have been before the bounty. Azik and his crew were just as taken aback by the crew of the salvage vessel, they all wore dark, dull, monotone-colored robes with big sleeves and large hoods pulled over their heads. The hood of the man in the front was pulled up enough that Azik could make out his rather aged face, white hair and a beard, and piercing gray eyes, even through his astonishment. It's hard to explain, Azik said, but we certainly don't mean you any harm. And if you have any spare clothes, we will gladly change out of these uniforms so as not to cause you any problems with your people. The man seemed to recompose himself, then gave them a warm smile. Well, come aboard then. My name is Father Klaus. What we have is yours, and we will do what we can for you when we get to Castia. <laughs>